0: Welcome to Mosh Pet, I'm Ellie Kumar
1: and I'm Cy Beckwith
0: and today we are giving you a little lesson in Punk Rock 101.
1: If it's, right, two things. One, if it's a lesson that is the least punk way of introducing a punk episode ever, Ellie, it's like, no, we're going to get your books out, we're all going to do, there's a quiz after... We love, very... i love
0: a quiz oh my god are you gonna do a quiz please oh, we should we quiz? right yeah we're
1: gonna do that right we'll do the punk rock pub quiz with everything you've learned in today's episode okay right. i'm so excited we'll do that and also punk rock 101 you've deliberately gone straight for
0: i'm trying to antagonize you
1: i noticed so you there are no phil collins songs that reference punk so then you've gone for bowling for soup and i don't have beef with and for soup it's just that but they're
0: your favorite band aren't they
1: Sorry, me brain got distracted because I said beef and then I was thinking of soup and I thought beef soup. Um, I don't mind them. And I think they seem like like nice lads. And Jared Reddick is great on TikTok. Like, he's just proper dead canny and explains all his songs and that. But uh, it's just the fact that someone's favourite band is Bowling for Soup. I will never not find baffling. Like, favourite above yeah. all music.
0: I mean, so far we've not met anyone whose favourite band is Bowling for Soup.
1: No, one of my mates said their mates. Uh, somebody I don't know them, they go is to it, a different oh, school. They to yeah. School.
0: Uh, you haven't met them.
1: Uh, no, but somebody I'm friends with said their friend loves like it's their favourite band. It's Bowling for Soup, and they've got all the merch and they've got all the CDs.
0: I think we need to interview them just to find out why.
1: I thought you meant interview Bowling for I Soup. I mean, I would
0: interview Bowling for Soup. Why not?
1: I think they would like as well. They seem, they honestly, yeah. just seem like. Lovely but lovely also, blokes.
0: this friend of a friend of a friend of a cousin of an uncle. Let's interview them and ask why they love Bowling for Soup so much.
1: That's the radio journalist in you, because you've turned this into like a Louis Theroux episode. Oh, yes. One of We Had Weekends. Remember when he used to do them and he goes swinging and that? Yeah. Yeah. Right, I feel like we've really not We've already
0: gone off topic, which so, is quite punk.
1: Yeah, that is very punk. Like it, right, on track. Punk. So, Ellie, what do you know about punk music?
0: So, not that much, to be honest. Like... I think I, I've i always sort of seen it as there's been a bit of a like a split in kind of rock and alternative and either you kind of go down the heavy metal route or you go down the punk route. I mean, I know there's a lot of like crossover. Like one of my favourite bands is Rise Against, who I would consider a punk band. Yeah,
1: they're a punk band.
0: And then a lot of like Green Day and there's a lot of like punk elements in there. And I know that Iron Maiden started out as a punk band. That's...
1: Did they? Yeah. I didn't even know that.
0: The, yeah. Iron Maiden started out as a punk band. I
1: isn't think. he a Tory though, Bruce Dickinson?
0: They're all Tories now.
1: Oh, that's a shame. That's not very punk. I know. So with punk, I think it's similar to like punk is my favorite genre. I love metal, I love alternative music, but punk is my thing. It's what I got into first, and like why I love punk is there's so many subgenres. So much like metal, when we've talked about metal, me- heavy metal isn't just one genre of music. It's so many subsections, and like I mean, me and you both like heavy metal and have very very varying tastes in heavy metal.
0: As has been uh, widely discussed on this show.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was talking about your taste the other day. I think it's nice that yours is very, very different to mine because I've listened to new bands that I would never have gave a chance to.
0: Well, no, it's same. Like, a lot of the bands that you have talked about before, I've, I might have heard of them, I might not really listen to them, but actually, especially... And here's a plug for the Mosh Pet soundtrack on Spotify. But like listening to like that playlist where it's sort of a a mishmash of so many different genres. You can't really, you you don't dislike anything. It's like, oh, you know what? There's good things about all of these songs.
1: Why haven't we called it the Mosh Pet Mishmash?
0: I'm going to change the name. Kenya, please. Mosh Pet
1: Mishmash is great. Absolutely. Shall we talk about punk then? Yeah, sorry. So punk uh, draws its roots through like 1960s garage rock. So there's bands like MC5, Iggy Pop, Iggy and the Stooges. So it's very like dirty, fuzzy garage rock is what sort of started Then in America, mid 70s, it starts to gain popularity. And I'm giving a very quick history, as quick as I can. Then 76, first uh, punk song in Britain comes out, which is The Damned New Rose. Uh, which is often forgotten that that was like the first punk song that they were like a very important band. I have
0: heard of them. I don't think I've heard that song. But... You'd
1: like The Damned as well, right? Because uh, Dave Vanyan, the singer, is goth as fuck. Lovely. Oh, he's got such a good look. Uh, the Damned are great. Really, really, really underrated punk band. Then you've got like '77, which was the Queen's Jubilee.
0: The Silver Jubilee. Silver
1: Jubilee. You have Sex Pistols, like, obviously getting a lot of press around the time they went on Bill Grundy. Have you seen that interview? Yes,
0: I have. That's probably the one thing that I kind of know about... Punk. Like, I, I listened to a lot of... When I was sort of in, in university, like a student, I listened to a lot of the Misfits, Sex Pistols and the Ramones and the Clash and that kind of era of punk, but... I don't know a lot about it, but I have seen that interview, which is great. The
1: interview is great, because it's just Johnny Rotten swearing, but it's really, like, naughty boy. It's quite immature, and he's like, oh, you dirty fucking rotter. And it's, like, not, like, it's not that outlandish. And everyone says, like, Bill Grundy, the host, like, the time, like, he just get like, really hammered before he'd record on that, and he was probably, like, as punk as them. I mean, which definitely isn't true. But Sex Pistols were really, really important and influential. So, in London, you had The Shop Sex, which Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood founded, that influenced a lot of the fashion, so the sort of bondagey look that was popular, uh, and went wild and crossover really in the mainstream. Like there was a particular look of punk. If I said picture a punk, like what do you picture?
0: Big mohawk, lots of piercings, and then yeah, tartan trousers.
1: Tartan trousers. Tartan
0: trousers and like a ripped t-shirt and a leather jacket. Yeah. And safety pin. Lots of safety. Pins. Safety
1: pins. So all of that comes from the sort of British look, really, like exemplified that massively. And Malcolm McLaren was really business clever. And really recognize how to drive that forward and play off things and make money. Like ultimately you got them in the mainstream massively. But then also in Britain you have bands like The Clash. I think The Clash are to me the perfect band. Because they are punk and their first album is punk as you like. But it gets more experimental and interesting and they are just musically a absolutely phenomenal band. And later on as well, like Mick Jones from The Clash, he produced The Libertines' his first album know that yeah good little got loads of clash facts top by hedden who played drums in the clash he got sacked for being a heroin addict and later became a taxi driver but he used to play drums in soul bands and stuff and that's how because he's not on the first album and when he comes in later on that's yeah, how their sound evolves cause there's cause
0: definitely he's... like sort of soul and other kind of genres in in the clash
1: but london Callins like an iconic album it was voted best album of 1980 by Rolling stone magazine even though it came out in 1979 Was was it
0: because it was just so good that, like, nothing else had topped
1: it? I think it might have come out in America, like, 1980, but it was released in 1979 in Britain. And also it was, like, the songs that were on there, like, carried through the early 80s and stuff. And that album is iconic in terms of, like, music genres. The cover is something that's really, like, you'll have seen loads and loads and loads. And they are a punk band who are really adept at doing... Like, they were massively punk, but doing not just those simple songs. So that's part of it, is probably to discuss what punk is. So for me, punk is defined by fastness and speed, simplicity of song. Like if it's over three minutes, like max.
0: This is what you'd think that punk would be my genre, really, wouldn't you? Because, yeah, three-minute songs, nothing longer.
1: Two, ideally two minutes. So Ramones are one of the most influential punk bands who are just fast. Power chords, so really simple chords structure really easy to play on guitar really simple in terms of song structure like there's not big long epic guitar solos the lyrics are often anti-establishment or angry but then you look at the ramones the ramones just wrote songs about girls like yeah <laughs> and that's where you can look at the bands that came out in britain so you've got the undertones who wrote songs about girls and got stiff little fingers who were the first live band i ever seen who uh, also came from Northern Ireland and they wrote really political songs. So you can do both ends of the spectrum. I think it's about the the undertone's probably more pop punky and probably a precursor into pop punk. Stiff little fingers are definitely more uh just faster and political. And actually they're the band in the film High Fidelity. Have you seen High Fidelity?
0: I haven't, no.
1: Have you not seen High Fidelity? No, I haven't. Oh, there's a scene in that where someone asks about uh, Green Day and they says, oh, they're influenced by so many they've oh, bands okay. and they say Stiff Little Fingers, which is nice because yeah. not many people talk about them. But, yeah, how oh, have you not seen High Fidelity?
0: I'm, right, have we not discussed this? That I haven't really seen any films that were made before, like, 1997.
1: I might have been just on your cutoff, I think. It was, 97. <laughs> it's a really good film and they talk about music really well.
0: I mean, it, yeah, I can't understand why I've not watched it. But then it's, I haven't watched many films. You'd
1: love Nick Hornby as well. He's a really good writer.
0: I've read um, one of his books, Fever Pitch.
1: Fever Pitch is that good. That's
0: Nick Hornby, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But that's about football, I think. Yeah. How did you find I don't Fever know. Pitch?
0: Oh, as in like, how did I enjoy yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, idea. That's I good, because it. it's
1: very football heavy. I thought you
0: meant, how did I find And I was like, I don't know. It just appeared in my parents' house one day and I read it and...
1: I got it for Christmas when I was ten, and it was arguably like, too much of a grown-up book for me. But that invigorated <laughs> my love of books was that one book.
0: No, it is a great, it's a great book. I didn't know that he'd written High Fidelity.
1: Yeah, he's really into music. He wrote a book called, uh, well, a collection of essays called like Twenty Seven Songs, and it's just him talking about loads of different music.
0: Ah, oh, nice.
1: Really, really good, yeah. right, B. So yeah, punk, punk. Uh, the Ramones are a really important punk band. There's loads of good American bands. So you've got like late 70s, you've got British punk really takes off. Then that leads into various different genres. So like Britain, you've got like oi punk and bands like The Exploited and really leaning into that Mohawk look leads down other paths of like new wave and other genres of music. In America, you've got more hardcore punk and bands like Black Flag, Minor Threat start to come out, Minor Threat are an influence on loads of stuff that happens later. Then in the 90s, you've got sort of pop punk really takes off, especially mid-90s bands like Green Day, Blink-182, who are very on the pop end of pop punk. But also bands like Descendants, have you ever heard them? Yeah. Yeah, so they're like very pop punk, but with so much intellect and music technicality behind them.
0: Well, we saw Bad Religion at Download. Yeah. And I've, see- I've only ever seen them at festivals as well, but I forget that I really like their stuff. But it's got that kind of almost poppy kind of edge. It's similar to Green Day, but then when you listen to the lyrics, it is very punk and it's very anti-government and anti-establishment.
1: Well, bands like NoFX did the same. Uh, so you've got bands like NoFX and then Fat Records, which just had loads and loads of political pop punk coming out around that time uh, so that takes through sort of like late, late 90s early 2000s and then there's a lot of other good punk bands i think in the 2000s came out of bands like bronx were phenomenal rise against you've mentioned well i'm
0: sure rise Against, and i could be wrong but i'm sure that the ri- first rise against album was fat records
1: that wouldn't shock us
0: yeah i i I'm sure I've seen that on, because that, that was when I used to have them all on CD and I would have all the sleeve notes and I'm sure it was.
1: That's why I don't know anymore. Don't I've, I've got loads of CDs yeah. all in me, and me dad's loft, but I don't look what record labels things are on as much now because you don't, cause you listen on various different yeah. means. Like if you download it, you download it from the band directly or I buy it on vinyl. And then again, I just, i look at the liner notes, but it's not the, I'm not, I'm not as, I think it's not just like the way you buy it now, it's age. So well,
0: we're adults now. We haven't got time to sit for two hours and read every single line of note that came in a CD.
1: Whereas when you're young, it's exciting, isn't it?
0: It's, you feel like you're learning something about the band yeah. as well.
1: Well, that's how I found loads of bands. So when I listened to Green Day, I found bands like Screeching Weasel, uh, Miss That Tay Experience, The Queers, all pop-punk bands. And I found that through when they would do like special thanks to, and they just list loads of good bands. That's how you used to find out about bands.
0: Well, I remember Kerrang did... Um, it was a thing, it was a special with My Chemical Romance and it was, because My Chemical Romance were really influenced by punk and you can tell if you look at their first album, there was quite a lot of punk influences on it in the way that they sing. I mean, the way that it sounds, because it does sound like it was recorded in a bin, Mm -hmm. but Kerrang did a thing with My Chemical Romance where they did a big special about it and then they did a CD, like taped to the front of the issue that was their kind of top 12 songs that were that they were influenced by and that was there was a lot of punk on that
1: well they've covered misfits before yeah and i imagine there's loads of other punk bands that they like and i really like they seem to like a lot of british bands as well
0: They, i mean i know queen was a bit was one of their big influences which is that quite as much but yeah i think but also they've done quite a lot of covers of like bob dylan songs which sort of going off what you've said about sort of the way that songwriting is i mean there are there's a lot of like bob dylan stuff that is punk because of what it talks about and the reasons and the meaning behind the songs which is the government is fucking you up and you should probably burn it down that is punk like that's the kind of meaning of it
1: it is punk i wish i liked bob dylan i I, just never I agree i
0: don't like bob dylan songs
1: I don't I, like his voice. No, nah, I, nah, 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 nah. Nah, just enough for me.
0: It's not the sort of music I like, but I like the the concept behind it. Yeah, I
1: like me. the concept of it. My One of my favourite music moments of all time, you know the one when he gets called Judas? No. You don't know? Oh, it's like iconically referred to as the Dylan Goes Electric moment, right? So he'd been playing loads of acoustic songs um, and he's playing like a gig and he gets like the electric guitar out and he starts playing this blog, and the audience stands up and is like, Judas! And then gets like escorted out. <laughs> And it's mad because all he was doing was playing electric guitar. But like D- Dylan Goes Electric is like the big voice sellout. This. Oh, it's great. Yeah, there's definitely clips of it. Uh, Frank Skinner used to have a really good joke about it when he was like, do you think that bloke actually just thought he was Jewish? And he was like, oh, you bastard, what you did to Jesus. <laughs> that would have been a nice mistake in identity.
0: I mean, I feel like he must have been on a lot of drugs for that too. Of
1: uh... I feel like bo- listening to Bob Dylan is better with... Lords of drugs
0: there are definitely bands that are like that that if you are a little bit like not with it let's say they sound a lot better
1: yeah or bands sort of band like sublime i think of you would just smoke weed and listen to sublime i've never gone back to listen to sublime
0: i i mean i'm not a big fan of like weed rock or like stoner rock not weed <laughs> rock
1: <laughs> all right mum.
0: weed rock but like yeah stoner rock it, it's not because mainly because it They end up being, like, seven-minute-long songs. But I can see the appeal of, like, being a little bit high and just, like, chilling out to that. It's just... It's not for me.
1: And that's why I like punk, because, like, punk isn't... It's not, like, it's not got that stoner energy. It's people all getting up doing something. And I think punk as well lends itself very well to, like, particularly when you first get into music, it's young people. Yeah. The age of, like, Sex Pistols, Clash, the... People like even like when you go through like the ramones when they first started, there's a lot of like young people in bands who there's a famous thing on a fanzine called Sniff and Glue, so punk scene, which is like punk rock is what we're talking about, but punk is a subculture is really important to talk about as well. So the fanzines that were around in the 70s, there was one called Sniff and Glue, and they had a really famous I think it was the cover. And it was just going, this is a chord, showed you a picture. This is a chord, this is a... P-. It showed you a picture. And I went, now start a band. Because that's all you needed was the. the uh, was three chords, just go and start a band. And loads of Ramone songs are like the same three chords and really easy to play. And it's very, like, easy to pick up. Like, it is quite yeah. easy to just muck around playing punk rock music. And then punk is a subculture. You've got things like fanzines. You've got the fashion. You've got the way it engages young people politically as well. Politically, there's a lot... That punk as a subculture is so important, particularly in this country. When you look back at the 70s and the rise of racism, punk, there were some punk bands who were co opted, and a lot of punk bands who really challenged that. There's a good thing with The Clash and a few other bands, Sham 69. There was Rock Against Racism. Yes. Which is an iconic one where you've got loads of great performances from that as well. And there was a lot of like skinhead sort of co opted some of punk. And there was a big rise against that. But then that leads to, like, the rise of score music and the influence that you have on that as a subculture. I think some punks sort of crossed over into that world. But it's really, like, for me, there's so much variety in that. Again, punk led me into, like, I might go into score or into New Wave. Like, I'm really into Elvis Costello, but you don't get to Elvis Costello without punk and those pop-punk sensibilities. And pop-punk was always, like, I discovered Green Day, but I discovered Green Day after I discovered, like, The Clash and Stiff Little Fingers
0: Okay, so for me, it was the other way. I think and it f- was for most people, it would be, wouldn't it? Bands like Green Day and Blink-182, like hearing them essentially or like on the radio when I was a teenager. And then when you go, and because, you know, when you're a teenager, you have nothing to do with your life except spend whole weekends on the internet going into wormholes. And then finding the influences of those bands were things like the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols and going, oh, well, I'm going to listen to this. And then being really smug about it. to so my parents being like, I'm listening that. You don't know this band. And my mum's like, I was there when that band released their first album.
1: That happens loads now. Like it's happening with like, so Erin will think her generation have invented like emo. And it's had <laughs> that my friend sent us video yesterday that people are hankering for like, there was a song that this bloke's done a music video for. And it's like talking about, the year 2000 and he's hankering back for the year 2000, right? But he wasn't, and he admits in the song he wasn't there. And he's talking about MySpace and that. He's like, oh, I just wish I was like a kid in the year 2000. I'm like, it was shit. It It was was
0: really shit. I mean, it was good in a sense of like, I didn't have responsibilities and I didn't have to pay bills and I didn't have to pay the rent. But also it was rubbish.
1: And being alternative then wasn't, like it was a big statement. If you looked alternative, people would give you hacky looks. You'd get shouted out in the street. Yeah. And that's what, like, that felt really punk to me. Like, I liked dressing alternatively. I used to have my hair twisted into spikes. That was an often punk-influenced look.
0: Yeah. I had clipping, colourful hair streaks. Nice. My, I mean, mainly my mum wouldn't let me dye my hair. But also, my hair's really dark. So I can't just, like, dye it colours. I'd have to bleach it and it's a big thing palaver so i had a range of different colored clip-in hair extensions that i'd like trimmed to match like the length of my hair so i was you know really anal about it but it meant that you know when i was feeling a little bit rebellious i could put in like a purple streak and that is trouble.
1: the way that i imagine you would be punk which is yeah. i'm going to clip it in because you know i've got work to do i've got
0: work uh, uh, you know
1: were you I, I imagine even when you were young you was still quite studious and like it just just nice
0: I was very studious, but I was also very, and I'll admit this, I was a precocious child in the worst sense of what a precocious child is, and that definitely carried on until I was about like 22.
1: See, whereas I was an absolute fuckwit, like I was a proper little doyling when I was (laughs) 22, just because we were, we had a conversation about words to call people before we started recording that, or innocuous and inoffensive.
0: But also, you are an idiot
1: and yeah doylem is a good word isn't it
0: I like that I, I feel like it's weird when I say it because it is a very northeast word and it kind of sounds a bit odd when I say it say it doylem yeah it's
1: alright
0: I'm, g- I'm gonna start using it I'm gonna bring it into my uh, In
1: vocab, yeah lexicon oh, that was very much how precocious you are I went vocab <laughs> I couldn't even be bothered saying the full word vocabulary and you went lexicon which is a lush word it's a great word isn't it yeah it's really nice So then, What else would you like know about punk? Ellie,
0: I mean. So for you, what is I, this? I don't know. Is this a question that can be answered? What is your favorite like punk band, or is it different depending on what kind of music you listen to? I'd put
1: the Ramones and the Clash as two because they're different enough that like the Ramones got me into so much else, and it's fast and it's proper punk rock. And then the clash for the political stuff. Like their drummer, so top of head, and I said was later their drummer. Their drummer on the first album was called Terry Chimes. And in the liner note, he's credited as Tory Crimes. Nice. Because Tories are. Scum. Yeah, I was just going to say what word. I didn't know what you were going to pick. I was just excited. Uh, Yeah, so the clash are really political. The stuff Joe Strummer did with them, like just as a lineup, like Paul Simonon's an iconic bass player. He's somebody I really look up to. But he learned how to play bass through playing along the reggae records.
0: But you can definitely hear reggae in some of their music. Yeah, especially later on. Yeah. So what's your favourite songs then? By both of them.
1: Um, Oh, I had a good conversation with this uh, with Frank Gavin the other day about favourite Clash songs. I realised it's just loads. And a lot of mine come like, Later on, like uh, the songs earlier, like uh, Janie Jones, Fast and just proper rock and roll. You can see like their background, like Joe Strummer played in like sort of pub rock bands. But then later on you get the songs like "Clamp Down," Train in Vein's really poppy.
0: Yeah, because that's obviously the songs that I like by The Clash tend to be more on that. So my favourite probably Spanish Bombs. Yeah. But then it's, yeah, like Train in Vain, Rock of Casbah, London Calling, the sort of more like songwriting ones where there's almost like a structure to it. Yeah. that they're, they're definitely my preferred... I mean, I do like a lot of the others because Nathan listens to a lot of The Clash. He loves them. So often in the car, he'll put on... Because he's the one who listens to full albums, which I can't stand. But so he'll put on a Clash album from start to finish. And I do. There's, like, there's not very many that I don't like, but I know I am more on the...
1: Yeah, because the first albums are really abrasive. Yeah. And really political. Like the songs like White Riot on there and it's just fast and it's just, it's proper punk. But then there's loads of like accessible. So I do love, I loved British late 70s punk. So bands like, again, like Stiff Little Fingers were the first band I ever seen live. They're really political and have, I think they line closer with The Clash. And then again, like I mentioned before, the undertones would align further closer to the Ramones. There's a really nice quote about that where they talk about... Because the uh, Stiff Little Fingers Stiff Little Fingers, talk a lot about the Irish conflict and the Troubles and write about that, whereas the undertones... There's a really good quote from the undertones where they say, like, the Ramones weren't writing about the Troubles in Northern Ireland, so we just thought, neither will we. Which, just fair enough, do you know what I mean? Yeah. they're all, like, kids. And, it, like, it was hard. It's a really good documentary about... Um, the Troubles on BBC iPlayer at the minute. I think it's called Once Upon a Time in Belfast. It's fucking amazing if you've not seen it Ellie. Really, really, really yeah, interesting. No but that wasn't... touches a bit on like yeah. music and stuff like that. So yeah, but I think I always veered more towards the punk stuff. But then I got into bands like NoFX, Rancid, Bad Religion, Pennywise.
0: I don't... I've heard of the name. I, I think... don't think I've
1: listened to them in about no. 20 years. But there was loads of bands around that era and loads of good record labels that were putting stuff out. So I was lucky that you can go back. So what's great is when you're listening to music over time and it, there's loads of new stuff, you've also got everything that came out before. But I think for favourite albums and favourite bands, like The Clash would always be up there. Now, I love Green Day, but like I would always say pop punk is very distinct. It's slightly different. Punk.
0: Like, I-
1: punk rock is punk rock.
0: Yeah. Cause, so, I mean, Rise Against are one of my favourite bands and they're pro- they are the band I've seen live the most and that was also the first proper, so I'd been to see Lincoln Park was the first gig I went to um, back in like 2000 and something, a long time ago. But the fir- but it was a big outdoor show. It was at the Milton Keynes Bowl. Yeah. And it was very much my dad drove us and he waited in the car and he then went in the car afterwards. The first like actual gig that I went to in London, because London was like our closest city um where you could go for gigs and the first band that I ever went to see where I got the train by myself with my friends and we went and then we went home by ourselves and it was in a it was at the Camden Roundhouse and it was Rise Against and my mum had bought the tickets and had bought a seated tickets but because the Camden Roundhouse is round when they have gigs on they take sections of the seating out. And so the part that we would have been sat in was where the stage was. So they were like, oh, you have standing tickets. But they didn't tell us that until we got there. And obviously we weren't going to go home. My mum would have been furious to know, but she wasn't there. And it was the first time I'd seen a mosh pit. Like I didn't go in, but my fr- one of my friends did. And he came out and he had blood all over the back of his t-shirt. And he was like, I don't know who's it was. Someone else's. But it was the first actual like, proper gig I'd ever been to. And just the energy of it was amazing. And like, their songs are all... Well, they've gone more political. So their early songs are a bit... They're still like, sort of punk meaning. But they do... They write about girls and they write about relationships. But actually, the more... Every sort of subsequent album, they get more and more political. And I'd like... I love all of their albums, and they have changed quite a lot over the...
1: Well, they're a band that have grown up really well. Yeah. And, like, as you get older as a person, you start to engage with the world around you more, more than just lasses and that. Whereas and when you're younger...
0: It is, like, yeah.
1: And then, but they've grown up really well. Mosh pits are an interesting one, actually, because you mentioned them, that, like... Uh, one, is as an aside, I saw on TikTok the other day, right? There was people moshing to the Arctic Monkeys, oh, and that yeah. can fuck no. off.
0: As another aside about yeah. mosh pitting, um, you know the band and Omar. In Edmouth, yes. they're like Viking, they just sing about Vikings.
1: You're definitely butcher in the name, but yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. I'm
0: really sorry about that. Um, they are really great though, I really like them. Um, because they've got a song called Put Your Back into the Oar <laughs> instead of a mosh pit they do rowing and they all sit on the floor and row. That's amazing, it's fantastic.
1: That is phenomenal. That's like a uh, oops upside your head, that popular <laughs> thing of British culture that happens. Out. Have you ever been part of that? no do you know what i mean no right so it like british it tends to be like weddings and stuff uh, there's a song oops upside your head I know the song. Yeah? yeah so everyone sits in like a the line sort oh, of like you're on a boat and then they're yes. doing like a, a specific dance i
0: don't think i've ever done it because i've not been to that many weddings like i'm i'm not as old as you
1: no and also it's a very like i would say now that's not going to happen at weddings my mates will have if i come back for a heaven wedding guarantee you so it's a very, I think it's very working class. Right. Your wedding's down a social club type vibe. Okay. Fun thing, to do, yeah. though. it's just nice. Uh, mosh pits don't yeah. happen at weddings, do they?
0: They could do. That's,
1: yeah, I think that's... that's I mean, I think that's
0: happening. just known as a brawl, isn't it? If
1: it's... Heaven weddings. <laughs> mosh pits, though, are um, interesting. So British punk, there was a lot of pogoing. And people jumping up and down. That was like an iconic sort of the way that people would interact with bands. And then when you get to hardcore punk in America, like mosh pit and really takes off through bands again, like Black Flag, like, and that sort of scene of bands where that leads into like proper, like the straight edge scene. Yeah. And big mosh pit. Mo- like, I remember coming through, like the two thousands when like it was just lads doing stupid windmills, spin yeah. kicks. And mosh pits can't just be just pushing each other a bit.
0: Yeah. Or like I mean I've I don't really go in them. I've been in like one and it was at a rise against concert and I was a little bit scared and I was like, I would like to, to go back now to the to the bar and I'm just gonna stand over here. Because it mainly because it's usually men, I think is and it's very much like if you're not a big guy you suddenly see someone's like massive arm coming towards you it's like that would knock me out so i have some self-preservation
1: that's sensible (laughs) it's not very punk but it's It's sensible
0: i'm not i'm not gonna pretend that i'm the most punk person in this room
1: (laughs) thanks that makes me by default the most punk that's lovely i am too happy with that that is not very punk so yeah I think that's the best note to end this episode on. Absolutely. We've chatted for ages about punk. It's good. Like it. Uh why don't we do more punk specials where we talk about specific albums and Definitely. things like that? I mean this is a chat we're gonna have off, mate. Shall yeah. we just end the episode now because that's punk in it.
0: That's very punk. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See
1: you later, you dirty rotters.